That's why we're here tonight, because Christ has come, and in him is hope. Hope that is ours in, in the gift of God's Son. We're so glad that you are here tonight, and for those of you who, are, who uh, live in the area or are here regularly, welcome. And for those of you who are guests tonight, a special welcome to you. And we pray that uh, through this hour together, we will uh, once again be, be brought back into uh, the time when Christ came and once again engage ourselves in what the coming of Christ means for each of us and for the whole world. Let's pray. Father, we want to thank you for uh, this gathering. As we come together to read the scriptures and sing the carols that proclaim Christ's coming, 
We ask that you would make this an extraordinary time of experiencing once again the wonder and the mystery of Christ's birth and of his entrance into our world and into our lives that changes everything. It's through him that we offer our prayer. Amen. We gather tonight with the darkness of night all around us. The darkness of night envelops the world, bringing chaos, destruction, and hopelessness. Tonight, in the midst of great darkness, we celebrate the child who is born into the world this night. In this child is light and life. His coming brings peace in the face of chaos, reconciliation for the destruction, and hope to all who despair. We light the Christ candle on this Christmas night as a symbol of the one who is a wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, and the light of the world.
first reading tonight is from Isaiah, chapter 9, verses 2 through 7. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of the shadow of death, a light has dawned. You have enlarged the nation and increased their joy. They rejoice before you as a people rejoice at the harvest, as men rejoice when dividing the plunder. For as in the day of Midian's defeat, you have shattered the yoke that burdens them, the bar across their shoulders, the rod of their oppressor. Every warrior's boot used in battle and every garment rolled in blood will be destined for burning, will be fuel for the fire. For to us, a child is born. To us, a son is given. And the government will be on his shoulders. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor. Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this.
Luke 1, 26 through 38, the birth of Jesus foretold. In the sixth month, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will be with child and give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be, Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin? The angel answered, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age, and she who is said to be barren is in her sixth month, for nothing is impossible with God. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May it be to me as you have said. Then the angel left her.
Scripture reading is found in the book of Matthew, chapter 1, verses 18 through 25. And an angel appears to Joseph. This is how the birth of Jesus Christ came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph. But before they came together, she was found to be with child through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was a righteous man and did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angels of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home as his wife. But he had no union with her until she gave birth to a son, and he gave him the name Jesus.
This scripture is from Luke chapter 2, verses 1 to 20. The birth of Jesus. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria. And everyone went home to their own town to register. Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house in the line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born. And she gave birth to her firstborn son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them. The glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths, lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told.
As the ushers come forward, just want to remind you that this uh, evening, the, the Christmas Eve offering is going for two specific things. The Wellspring Ministries, locally not far from here, um, have a, a special building project going, and we want to contribute and help there. And as you can remember, the hurricane that devastated much of the Philippines, and there's still ongoing relief effort needs there. So we're going to ask God to bless this offering this evening. Lord, we thank you. We thank you for this evening as we really dig in and think about you and your birth and the great gift of salvation that comes through this whole process and the wonderful songs and the scriptures that remind us of this incredible story. God, we thank you for your faithfulness to us and you have blessed us in so many ways. And God, this evening, we want to take this offering and ask that you would use it and bless it to the needs of these two specific areas, the Wellspring Ministries over near Angelica, Lord. We ask, God, that you would just use that to, to help them as they go forward with this building project. That ministry will just continue to go greatly there. And, Lord, we think of those that just have so many needs in the Philippines. And the devastation and loss of lives and homes and infrastructure and so much we can't even begin to comprehend. And, God, we ask that you will continue to reach out to those families and ask, God, that you will use these monies, these gifts tonight as well to help. Multiply them, God, over and over again. We love you. We thank you that we have this privilege to worship you and give in Jesus' name. Amen. there on that silent night when your tiny heart started beating for mine I wish I could have seen the star in David's town when you turn the stable into holy ground I'd sing along
up and join me for a story. seat. Well, it's so good to have each of you here with us tonight, and I'm going to share with you one of my favorite Christmas stories that I heard years ago, the day the chimes rang. Once, long ago, a magnificent church stood on a high hill in a great city. When lighted up for a special occasion or holiday, it could be seen for miles and miles around. And yet, there was something even more special about this church than its beauty, the strange and wonderful legend of the bells. At one corner of the church was a tall gray tower, and at the top of the tower... So people said, were the most beautiful bells in the world. But in fact, no one had heard the bells ring for many years, not even on Christmas. It was the custom on Christmas for all the people to bring their offerings and lay them on the altar for the Christ child. And there had been a time when a very unusual gift laid on the altar would cause the bells to chime. Some said that the wind rang them. Others said that the angels set them swinging. But lately, no offering had been special enough to make the bells chime. Now, a few miles from the city lived a young boy named Pedro and his little brother, They knew very little about the Christmas bells, but they had heard about the Christmas Day service at the church and decided that they would go to worship the Christ child. Christmas morning was bitterly cold, and there was a hard white crust that covered the ground. Pedro and little brother started out early in the morning, and they reached the edge of the city just before the Christmas service was to begin. They were about to enter one of the great city gates when suddenly Pedro saw a dark figure on the snow near their path. As they got closer, they saw that it was a woman who had fallen and was too sick and tired to enter into the city where she could find shelter. Pedro tried to rouse her, but she was barely conscious. It's no use, little brother. You will have to go alone. Without you, cried little brother. 
Pedro nodded slowly. This poor woman will freeze to death if no one stays to care for her. Everyone else has probably already gone to the church service. So you go on, but after the service, find someone and bring them with you back here so they may help her. I will stay here and try to keep her from freezing and give her the roll that I have in my pocket if she wants something to eat. But I can't leave you, cried little brother. Both of us must not miss the service today. So you go on. You must see and hear everything twice. Once for you and once for me. I am sure the Christ child knows how much I would love to worship him this Christmas day. And if you get a chance, little brother, take this small piece of my silver and lay it on the altar when no one is looking as my offering to the Christ child. In that way, Pedro sent little brother off to the church service as he blinked hard to keep back his tears of disappointment. The great church was a brilliant place that day. It looked more beautiful than ever before. When the organ played and the thousands of people sang, the church walls shook with the sound. At the close of the service came the procession with people bringing their offerings to lay them on the altar for the Christ child. Some brought wonderful jewels, others heavy baskets filled with gold. An author brought his book that he had been writing for years and placed it on the altar. And last of all, walked the king of the country down the aisle, hoping like all the rest to win for himself the chime of the Christmas bells. A great murmur went through the church as the king took from his head his crown, all set with precious stones, and placed it on the altar. Surely, everyone said, we shall hear the Christmas bells now. But only the cold wind was heard in the tower. The procession was over, and the choir began to sing the last song. Suddenly, the organ stopped. The singing stopped. Not a sound could be heard from anyone in the church. All the people strained their ears to listen. There came, softly but distinctly, the sound of the chimes in the tower. So far away and yet so clear, the music seemed so much sweeter than anything anyone had ever heard before. All the people stood up together to look down at the altar to see what great gift had been laid there. But all they saw was the boyish figure of little brother who had silently crept down the aisle and laid Pedro's silver coin on the altar. Let's pray together. Lord Jesus, we are filled with praise and thanksgiving 
as we celebrate your birth, we give you ourselves and ask that you will help us show your love to all those around us. This we pray in your name. Amen. Thank you for coming up, and you may return to your seats. Please stand and join us as we continue in worship. All of the 
If you're going to walk around in the darkness, you probably want to do that carefully. When we walk in the darkness, we walk cautiously. We walk timidly, a little bit fearfully of what we may run into or find. I've figured this out after a number of years. Years ago, I was... Uh, it was late at night, uh, I was probably, since he'd gone to bed, I was probably watching a game or something. And uh, when we got done, I, when I got done, I turned off the lamp and walked through the door into the kitchen. And I ran smack dab into the corner of the wall, of the door frame. And I heard this sound that, at first I didn't know what it was. I, I ran to the door frame and I heard this clink, clink. And I didn't know what it was at first until I reached up and realized I had hit, I had plastic glasses and I had hit that door frame right in the middle of my nose and it just broken them right in half. <laughs> You'd think I would learn. A few weeks ago when we had, uh, when we, we had a baptism service on Sunday night and in order to have warm water in the tank, Steve has to come in on Saturday and fill it up a bit and then finishes it on Sunday afternoon. As we were getting ready for Sunday night baptism. And my Sunday morning ritual is I come into the church. And I, I, I don't turn on the lights. But I just walk around. And I pray. And I, I think there's something about putting my hands on the, on the pews. And walking around. I walk up here. And I was walking up those back steps. And I went, took one step like this. And all of a sudden I thought, something looks weird about the floor. And I realized that he had pulled the first panel off of the floor. Because the baptistry is underneath here. And I came so close to ending up in the middle of the baptistry. Down right through the bottom of the floor. Fortunately, I didn't. There's, you know, if you're going to walk in darkness... It's hard to walk when it's dark. I mean, you think about this room right now. We got a fair amount of light in here. And you'd still want to be a little bit careful. I was thinking about this as I thought about Isaiah. In his ninth chapter, he talks about the people walking in darkness. And we live in a world of people. We live in a world in which darkness, in which sin and evil and all of its effects are continually bombarding us we live in a world with all of the consequences of evil and sin they are they are consequences that affect the world as a whole they're consequences that affect you and me and our individual lives and we are continually facing them and dealing with them pain and hurt disappointment sin violence we, we are sometimes proponents of darkness toward one another. We create darkness in each other's lives. But all of it eventually comes back to these sinful natures in which we live. That are us. Isaiah says that the people walking in darkness. The people who are walking timidly, fearfully. Just as he is not. He's fine. He's fine. That's a confident walk coming down those stairs. I like that. That's awesome. That's awesome. That's the kind of thing that happens when you get some light. You know, really. There's enough light in here that he can run down that aisle. 
and feel confident about it. And Jesus pierces the darkness with the light. I mean, without Jesus, it is total pitch darkness. No light. And we have no confidence. We are insecure. We are just, we're we're lost in our pain and our agony and our struggles. And Isaiah says, the people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of the shadow of death, a light has dawned. It doesn't mean the light no longer, the darkness no longer exists. It doesn't mean that all of our problems are gone. It now means, though, that we have light. We have hope. We have hope in our despair. We have peace in our turmoil. We have love in the midst of hate. Because Christ has come. Jesus comes into this world to bring light into our darkness. And people who, have, who walk in light walk totally in a totally different way than people who walk in darkness. When you can see, you walk confidently, fearlessly, freely, joyfully. And what amazes me as much as anything is that when we come to the New Testament, Jesus declares, I am the light of the world. I am that light that Isaiah prophesied so many years ago. And we, and we see it in all that he does, in his work with the poor and how he heals the sick and he sets the captives free. But Jesus, who says, I'm the light of the world, turns to his disciples and says... You are the light of the world. Let your light so shine before others that they see your good deeds and they give glory to your Father in heaven. The light of Christ in us is what brings about this fullness of light in the world. And we gather tonight because Christ has come and he's brought light into the world of our darkness But we also come tonight because Christ, who is the light of the world, comes and fills our lives that we might shine his light in this world of great, deep darkness. Heavenly Father, we pray that you will help us tonight to embrace the light of Christ that we might shine his light in this world around us. We pray this, Father, through Jesus. Amen. This large white candle here in the Advent wreath is the Christ candle. It represents Christ who is the light of the world. And tonight, the light from the Christ candle has, has been taken to each of the candles at the ends of the rows. And it helps. We've got, we've got some light in here. And, and we can get around. But if we're going to really see, 
If we're really going to do something about the darkness here and the shadows in this place, we need more light. The reality is we need all of our lights. And so tonight we're going to symbolize that. We're going to ask those of you at the ends, inside ends of each row to light your candle off of the aisle candles and pass the light down to people in the rows around you. The ushers will take the light to the balcony and we're going to flood this place with light. And as we do so, we're going to sing together Silent Night. So let us embrace the light of Christ and share his light with one another. pray with me. Heavenly Father, may the light of your Son shine in us that we may lead others to your light, to the light and the life of Jesus Christ our Lord. And celebrating the coming of Christ, may we proclaim with our words and our lives joy to the world. The Lord has come. Please stand as we sing.
now may he who is the light of the world, the almighty God in human flesh, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, fill your souls with joy and your hearts with his love. And may you go from this place living in his light, in his life. Amen. Go in peace. Amen.